Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Tuesday, less than two weeks until the 49ers play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Or, as some are saying, John, less than, wait, when's the flag football Pro Bowl? Is that this week or next week? I don't know if that still exists. The uh, the, the Pro Bowl exists, but I, but I don't. They don't play flag football anymore. Is that this week or in two weeks? They're still doing that's, that before the Super that's Bowl? during the break. Yeah. All right. So countdown to future Olympic sport flag football, maybe not Pro Bowl. Uh, we're on YouTube and on the podcast. Like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, leave us a review. Five stars, Apple Podcasts. We're brought to you by our friends at Tito's handmade vodka. Tito's handmade vodka. A Tito's toast. Do you have a Tito's toast today, John? I, I do. Uh, you know, it's been about, when's this? Almost February 1st. So I moved in early October. The Cox guy came over this morning and installed Fiverr Internet. So it's it's been about three, four, five months in the making. And we got Fiverr. Seeing that upload speed at the what same we, thing as the download yeah, speed. Was, what are our speeds? What are our speeds? Uh, well, I, I checked earlier today. Uh, it was 875, 875. So it's... Mm. That that you know that sometimes mm. when you hit the seven hundred and the other one would be at thirty, it didn't feel right. Now you feel like unfucking stoppable. Can I might start Im- gaming. Can you imagine the version of yourself that used to have to sign on to AOL Instant Messenger at like ten o'clock at night on the family computer from the living room, trying not either you can't you turn down the speaker, it doesn't matter. It still goes right. You can't manage that sound. Your parents know you're getting on the internet. That that tell and that uh that kid had no idea. And that computer system weighed about 700 pounds, it felt like. There were like eight different compartments. There was the computer part. There was the huge monitor. It was all connected with these crazy wires. I mean, there was a lot going on. A lot going on. Couldn't take that into the uh, bedroom and close the door. Now kids you know? just have their little iPad with unlimited stuff. My, my parents wouldn't buy me a Game Boy or whatever the Sega Genesis one to save my life. Amen. And every kid now has a fucking iPad, which I, I understand it, but I would have died for just a little contrapment uh tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas 40 percent alcohol by volume namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly however you like to drink it take it to somebody's house you'll be a hero how always have it stocked in yours or up to the bar tito's and soda tito's and ginger 
uh, whatever you like. Tito's Handmade Vodka. Appreciate the sponsorship. You know, I was thinking that visual right before I changed the channel to the Niner game, there was like the visual on the stage of Travis and Mahomes, but to the right was Jim Nance, Andy, I think the president of the Chiefs, I forget his name, and Clark, Clark Hunt. Oh. What? Well, like the pre- like, you know, their Al Guido gotcha. was kind of standing off in the back, and then Clark and, and his wife. And I can't even imagine, and it's probably obviously pretty cool. It's the Lamar Hunt trophy, which they're just winning like every year. Uh, but his wife, you know, uh, Clark's it, Lamar's wife passed away I, I, this year. Like they're they're wearing the patches, but the visual of Clark having to sit there, like this is the best fucking thing I ever did. Like ultimately, just getting to the game. Obviously, you want to win the Super Bowl. They've won them. But if you're just constantly rattling off playoff games on that stage. What it does to your franchise, like everyone, I mean, it's well established now. The Cowboys are the biggest quote unquote brand in terms of you put them on television, their ratings on like some of these Sundays throughout the year are insane. But they haven't played in conference championship games. The 49ers have. They, they've played in now seven of them since 2011. And two of them are the highest rated games of all time. Like their brand is like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan mixed in with the national football. It just doesn't get any bigger. It's like one of the biggest brands in America when you factor in like doing that type number. And for Jed, that hiring Kyle and listen, he at that point in time, he was so desperate. He would have done whatever they said, but agreeing to do the John Lynch thing. And now looking back, a couple Super Bowl appearances. Obviously, it is important for him to eventually win one so the talk stops. But, like, just hosting these games and winning the fucking trophy, even if they had lost the game, being in that – do you know what Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni would have done to be in that fucking game? you know what Jerry Jones would have done to be in that fucking game? Pete Carroll just got fired because there was no hope of them being in that game. Pete Carroll, I mean, I would say of our lifetime, definitely our adult life, easily a top five coach, any sport – I mean, what he did at USC, what he did in Seattle, fired, told, get out of here. Saved that dog shit franchise in Seattle. Made him a powerhouse. Fired, ran out of town. And it was stressful and everything. And even Kyle said when they kicked the field goal coming out of the half, he was pretty nervous. He told that to the team in the locker room. But, like, the importance of being in that, that's why the Harbaugh, when he was fired, was such a big deal because it's like, I don't think you guys realize like, okay, your shitty year was eight and eight, but you were just rattling off conference championship games. Like that's getting to the final four in football. We don't talk about it like college basketball, but like, I'm sorry. It's a pretty big deal for the business of your brand and and your franchise. And the 49ers are so established now, but like, if you told me Dan Campbell goes to two more of these the next couple of years, like it just changes the franchise forever. Forever. I think the the Cowboys are, I think probably the only team in the league that can still be big news if they're four and 12 uh, or four and, you know, 13 now. Right. I think like that's how big they are. The Niners are Yankees and Lakers. Same. Yep. Correct. I would agree. Uh, The 49ers are a top five NFL franchise, but to be as big as they are, where they're in the highest rated games, historically they play the Cowboys or just you play in the NFC championship game a lot. You're a big deal, but the Niners do it with superstar person. All right. Jim Harbaugh was one of the uh, biggest stars of the league when he was the 49ers coach. I saw a cut up of, uh, he he was, he, it felt, he felt by about after year one and they were good. 
probably as famous as after like the top five, six quarterbacks, like he was right up there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's got it better than us was, you know, I mean, he literally was knew. a quarterback, right? He was a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody did a Jed York highlight reel on my Twitter feed yesterday. And one of the things Jed York was it like, a fuck it, was it like fuck it Jed highlights. Yes, basically. <laughs> uh, and one of them, which I actually was like, this is, I think it's a clip from, a, it's a clip from several years ago, like in the locker room. I'm, was, actually, I'm, I'm a sucker for those, to be honest. I, I know. Like, I saw, I saw like, Dom, Dom, De, Dom DeSandro highlights. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but one of them was Kyle says, uh, or Jed says, uh, you know, champions act like champions before they're actually champions. And I thought that was, that, I was like, you know what? That's a pretty, I think that's true. And that's how I've always, I, it summarized best how I've always felt about Kyle Shanahan. We'll see if he wins the Super Bowl or not. But, you know. Coaches love to say it's about the players, not about us. Kyle actually said it the other day. And players love to say, if I'd played for a different coach, you know how to use me, man. You know, it, when it works for players, mostly they're just like, yeah, he knows how to use me. He knows how to use me. But the reality is it's not either or. It's both. It's the greatest teams generally have the best coaches and have the best talent. Like, it takes the best weapons to win the biggest wars. And that's what we're at here. But it does start for the 49ers with the coach. Like, that's where this started when they hired Kyle Shanahan. And I don't know. I don't really remember what the Chiefs' level of desperation was when they hired Andy. I definitely remember. They they were were drafting number one overall. Uh, They were were bad. They they had had a moment, I think, the year before with Javon Belcher. Remember when he killed his girlfriend and went to the thing and told Scott Pioli and Romeo Cornell, like, he thanked them and then blew his head off? Behind the pickup truck in the parking lot. I think it was – it was more than just bad football. The whole thing was dark. So they were desperate. <laughs> and the Niners, I do. We all remember how desperate they were. I mean, they were coming off Chip and uh, Tom Sula. And not just that, like they had parted ways. They had fired the guy who had brought them back to relevance, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so the theory is just if you're around the ball enough, eventually you're, you'll win it. You'll get the ball. And that was what happened with Andy. Andy was around. Andy Reid was around the ball so much. Philly, it's like, God, eventually this guy's got to win a Super Bowl, right? But it doesn't always happen. Um, well, I think he know? went to five conference championships in Philly. And now this is a six in Kansas City. So you're talking like 10, 11 conference championships. He only has two Super Bowls, right? But I bet the majority of those conference championships, there are people on his team in the building thinking like, we're winning the Super Bowl. right? And then you just look at the percentage. So if it's two out of 11 – now, maybe this is three out of 11 if he wins this, but let's say he loses it. He's two of 11. But you would, every coach in the league would gladly take two of 11, right? Well, I get two championships and I get to go to 11 conference championship games. That means clearly I am going to be, unless Belichick's coaching around me, I'm going to be considered the best coach in the league. Right. Right. Yep. So if Kyle's already got four and two appearances now. So if you win one, you're one of, you know, you're, one of four, right? You've gotten to the final four four times and you've won a Super Bowl once. Like, that's a pretty good start. If I tell you he goes two of eight, like you'd sign up for that right now, right? Two of eight? You yeah. Mean in- I mean, he makes four more conference championship games. He yeah. wins his Super Bowl and then he wins another one over the yeah. course of those four more. Right. <laughs> I mean, he is he not immediately considered like one of the great all time coaches, if that's the case? Yeah, I mean, you win one. We start talking about what happens. I mean, Pete won one. I don't. I see. That's where I. I, I do think like you shit on McCarthy all the time. Tom yeah. would get shit on. Like I, you know, Harb John Harbaugh, 
right? Yeah, well, I think like I Sean think the Payton, farther you get away from the ring, it kind of dissipates a little bit. Well, it depends what you do. Like Sean Payton won one, but then every year you'd watch him like that's one of the best coaches in the league, right? So Sean Payton got treated that way. Like not everybody's one is the same. Sean's one is different than Barry Switzer's, for sure. You but know. even like I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I feel like I'm defending this guy, and I'm not really. People go McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows he won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers before the MVPs. That was in 2010. I saw it because I was with the Eagles when he beat us in the first round. Then Aaron started rattling off the MVPs after. And I give McCarthy credit for, remember, when they got rid of Favre, McCarthy was the coach. No one thought Aaron, I mean, it was just, you know, he gets, but his one Super Bowl, I think we talk about, oh, in the peak of his powers. No, that that he actually didn't win them, which is more of an indictment, like, 11, 14, obviously, as his career went on. Every once in a while, the Seattle-Green Bay game is on the conference championship game. And the Packers had like a – I think it was like 17 or 19 nothing. Remember, they were kicking all these field – they were beating the shit out of Seattle. I, it was on the other day. Seattle got a fucking onside kick. That's the way they won. Crazy. But uh, I, part of it is like, let's face it, Andy, once he won in 20, his – the way everyone talked about him was basically just you just had to throw it in the trash because it's completely different now. It was very, very similar to Kyle. I, I think it's Kyle the is the new Andy. I think right? to argue Kyle is the new Andy. Yeah. I think to argue against McCarthy, uh, you know, I'm not a big pro McCarthy guy to a point, um, but I don't think the argument against McCarthy is he won with Aaron. I mean, it, as we've seen, it's not, it doesn't guarantee you anything having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. It turns out it's kind of hard to coach Aaron. Um, I think the argument is just look at how he's looked since since he won. It appears as though there's a cap on how far he can take a team, right? Like we have now a bunch of data on him. We've got a ton of data on him now. He, he doesn't get to the, the championship game. I, I think the problem is, but he did a lot, you know, over in his time in Green Bay. I think he went to like three or four of them. Now he hasn't with the Cowboys, but nobody does with the Cowboys. That's right? true. And Maybe again, it's a Jerry I'm, Jones problem. My point is, I guess, is like, I bet Jerry looked at it. I'm just using him as an example because Kyle is weird, right? He becomes very polarizing immediately after a bad game. They had the option of Belichick, but you could argue like Mike's better with the offense. I don't, does Bill know anything about the offense? Like it, 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 there is some risk involved, right? Mike is working with your quarterback playing well. And like if Kyle loses this game, let's say he loses and the game kind of looks like the previous two games, Right. He loses like that's just a bad L. It's one thing to lose Super Bowl. Mahomes makes a great game-winning throw to Kelsey. It's like fuck, tip your hat and just. But it looks more like a Detroit, Green Bay, where it's how this team just isn't as good. There would be like, is this guy ever going to be good enough? Well, yeah. Th- there's just no chance of like you're just riding with him for a long fucking time until he starts losing games, right? And, and that's where Andy got. As long as you are in the mix, you're going nowhere. So there is pressure on him to win it in terms of like the way he's discussed and for a legacy and stuff. But as long as he keeps rattling off division championships and double-digit wins, you do just keep job security for a long period of time. And rightfully so. Because like, hypothetically, Kyle was fired tomorrow. Be like, well, what are your options? Like, I wouldn't take Belichick over Kyle in 2024. I wouldn't okay, Mike Vrabel. He is a good coaching candidate. I would rather have Kyle Shanahan than Mike Vrabel. And and this is like an incredible guy's available. Pete Carroll, he's won Super Bowl. 
fuck, not a soul in the NFL would take. John Snyder would be like, well, can I get Kyle? Right. right. I mean, so it's just, that's where you get into this weird talk. And Andy became this, by the time I got there in Philly, you know, it had been going so long. And, uh, you know, the, the NFC Championship games weren't as consistent. So as long as you're – I guess my ultimate point to start this conversation is like this is why Jed's paying him all this money. It's not actually to win the Super Bowl. I know Jed loves talking about it like give me a fucking break. He was never around the team with Bill Walsh. It's really to do this. Like this is the business model. When you hear a lot of people talk like not every owner cares about winning, it is kind of true because they'll kind of go cheap on a coach or whatever. The reason they keep giving these guys raises because they just keep winning which generates them all the money. And the 49ers right now are a huge reason. Like, obviously, whoever's drafting the top 10, like Washington or Carolina, right? Those teams mean so little to the revenue generation that is the TV. Like, the Niners are kind of carrying it. But you split all the profits with everybody. And, you know, you get a lot of – you don't get credit. It's just part of the partnership of, like, certain people carry. But the 49ers consistently carry you. And they've shown like their television ratings in these seven years over 13 years in the conference championship game have been fucking enormous. I would say the 11 was a perfect storm. You have the New York Giants who, when are good, have to have one of just in quantity the largest fan bases in the league with Eli Coughlin, who'd already won a Super Bowl against Jim Hart. It was the perfect storm. Jets, another team that are a story when they have four wins, by the way. You just made me think of that. Like if I told you the Giants, were the equivalent of the Lions. I mean, is that number 65? <laughs> uh, I mean, the one thing with Detroit is, you know, Detroit did a 40 local or maybe higher than a 40 local market share. I thought it was 45. Yeah, 45. It was close to 50. Um, fuck, Niners did a 30? Where, what are all these people I, doing? I know. I, I know. Weirdos. Whack jobs. <laughs> Uh, it's weird because you go around town, like you think every, like it's just Niner flags, Niner hats everywhere, just like every single person you see which is sneaky. You forget, like, I forget what it's like to be in a town where a team's competing. Like, wh- like when the San Francisco Giants were, rele- were you know, went chasing championships everywhere you went. But because baseball is a daily thing. Baseball is different. Do, that you way. get, but, I, I wonder, I don't know exactly how, like, if I watch on YouTube TV, uh, do they get, you know, does that number, that 30 factor that in? I don't know. You the ratings think. include, yeah, YouTube TV. And now the ratings include even, like, uh, bars and stuff. Yeah, you know, they started doing that a few years ago. But, um, I, 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 don't, I guess what I'm saying is you're right. It would be higher if it were the Giants. I think Detroit was sneaky, a big draw for everybody this year, like a kind of a national. That was not like the Bucks, right? Being yeah, in that I, game. I, I think it brought people to they're such an easy story. They're such a lovable team. Everyone watches them on Thanksgiving. Your casual fan, your your super casual fan knows the Detroit Lions are supposed to suck. Right. It's just a basic storyline of being around football you see them every thanksgiving and everyone who watches football in your family is like this this team suck i wish they'd get the lions off of my tv on thanksgiving can we get another game and now they're there i mean i remember two weeks ago seeing that their ticket prices were higher than the niners packer game going oh shit like those people are going to travel to the bay area because they're just seeing something they've never seen before in their lives but anyway I got I mean, a lot of texts from people at the game saying there were a lot of lions fans there. yeah i somebody texted me when they were walking in the gates they said they thought it was like 60 40 or how cool 70, how, how cool was that video at whatever Ford Field? I mean that's really cool. I mean that's just cool. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's really really cool. And that well, I wish there would have they would have had a reporter there when everyone walked out. Like what was that like? I saw a video today of 
uh, like a Niner touchdown or a Niner score and how depressing it was there, you know? Um, but I think to your, to your back to your point on Jed and just the Niners is, is that I think one of the biggest cliches in life that we've all heard for years and just ignore, but is really true. It's one of the truest cliches that exists is that, you know, most things in life are about the journey, not the destination. And I think for owners, NFL teams or any team, really, they talk about the destination. They worry about championships, but it really is just about the journey. It's about every week having a team that sells tickets and gets people in, right? Having games that matter. Like, I think if you're a college football team, sometimes you don't want to be too good, right? Because if you're too good, people don't come to the, your game against the middle of the road. Like, oh, we're going to kick that team's ass. We can skip that one. So there's a you can't be this way forever. Like you have to eventually take a step up, which the Niners have. But S- Saban complained about that a lot. I felt like over the last like, yeah. five years, like guys yeah, not they, showing up. Like we need you guys, and they're, right. they play. Well, it's like Nick, I don't want to watch you play this w- three win Mississippi State team or this dog shit D one double A team. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, it is about when it comes to making money, it's about the journey not the destination, right? Like we don't watch TV shows for the last episode. We watch them for the every week drama of it all. And that's what sports are. That's what these games are too. But I don't even make money for sure, Jed, but I even mean as a fan, like it doesn't get any better than just always being, having a shot. Yeah, totally. Right. Like the chiefs, let's say they lose and then they get back to the Super Bowl next year and they lose again. They wouldn't trade this shit for the world. Like the, 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 the notion that like, the Steelers that won four, the Patriots that won six, like those days are probably over. I guess the Chiefs have a chance. Chiefs have a but chance. But like the Chiefs have a chance. They'd be the first back-to-back champs since the Patriots. But like if Kyle wins this, and this is the only Super Bowl he ever wins, but their team is sweet for the next five years, it's all you can sign up for. Like this is not fantasy sports. You, you know, the, the likelihood of winning several Super Bowls, there's a short, short list of people that have ever done that. Like now, I, my initial take is like I actually think the 49ers are going to win, but like if they don't, it would suck. But how could you ask for anything better at the end of the season? Like we're in Las Vegas, every well, if, single team wants that. If you're not going to win like three or four, right? Like if you win three or four over the course of a decade, your brand, your money, like it just all does become bigger. But at the end of it, when you walk out after you lose the one. What really did you lose out on? I'm not saying you didn't get the championship, right? That's the competitive goal, but we're talking from like an ownership standpoint. From a financial standpoint, what did you really lose out on? You've kind of ended the, the point of the season where you make your money. You didn't get a parade. I don't, you're not making any money on a parade. It costs you money, right? So, I, the, the, some off-season merch. You're losing on some yeah, off-season merch. Like that. You can raise ticket prices. But really, you have just about – you're raising ticket prices anyway. You've just about maxed how much yeah. money you can make on the – I think on the scale. Um, your coach because win, win because for example win or lose are the 49ers the odds on favored to win the NFC going into next year yeah I mean Ben Johnson's back for the Lions which is a big story that just happened today but they're not going to be I'd say them the Rams odds. yeah the Packers I mean they're all going to have good odds but the Niners are going to be the odds on favorite assuming Brock Purdy or Trent Williams doesn't like tear his Achilles or something in the offseason or in this game Right, something devastating doesn't happen, but I don't think we talked about. I don't know if you talked about it. That I think was there a report Sunday morning that Ayuk's a priority for the 49ers? Uh, no, I didn't talk about. It. I didn't see that report. Yeah, rap sheet. I think said that Ayuk's a, a priority, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? So, so I, you know, I, I think, and part of it is his 
the fifth year option is essentially a smaller franchise tag. Like it's actually cheaper to extend in the short term in terms of your salary cap, right? If you give him $60 million guaranteed, you can spread oh. it out. His salary cap could be small as or next to year. Well, the fifth year option, I'm just, yeah, let's say 18. What's well, all on your salary cap. They definitely do not like he's either extended or he's not on the team. He's not playing on this team for a fifth year option, but like this team is not going anywhere. I mean, their greatest attribute. I was texting with Daniel Jeremiah yesterday, and I was like, "If Purdy just have signed Bo like, Nix? oh, if he's, Purdy he's just signed like a ten-year, ten million dollar contract, fucking be the Niner quarterback forever." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, part of it is like his advantage. The next couple of years, not making any money. Garrett, like a like a you're saying like he's like a twenty two well, baseball saying, like, player, like a baseball passed, guy, like the polar, like my take on him or whatever. As long as he's on this money. Like he's the best value in the NFL. Like there's a short list of true best values. Like Sam Laporta, second round pick, might be the best tight end in the NFL right away, or top two or three with Kittle and Kelsey. Immediately one of the. It's hard to get any better than that. Purdy, starting quarterback, under a million dollars. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Start, like starting that, tackle, right? Is is who's on a rookie deals in in that conversation? But I'm not even talking rookie deal. Like if you draft a guy, because we were talking about the Chargers' fifth pick. That pick does make $8 million. So, for example, I was like, well, take, I, I was texting with DJ. I'm like, take Brock Bowers. Right? He's like, the problem is the franchise tag for a tight end is like 12 or 13 million. And that means he's the best, one of the best players, like Kittle or Kelsey, right? Or those type guys are franchise tagged. That number is 12 or 13. So, immediately, Brock Bowers is making eight. So it's like he better be elite or you got a problem. Or he's too expensive of a tight end. Yeah. 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 It just doesn't financially. You're better off drafting like a defensive lineman, right, who's $8 million. Well, if that guy's just really good, even if he's not elite, he's still a fucking bargain because he'd be 20 instead of eight. So like the Purdy thing, as long as he's making under a million dollars, it's not debatable. His his value is historically incredible. Right? He's the he's the most valuable player, and it's not even close. Yeah, like <laughs> By that I, I think he would get polarizing immediately, in my opinion. And again, we're years away from this, but like I'm not talking forty fifty. Like we started approaching thirty, we'd have a start having serious conversations. But that's not the case right now. So it's like he's clearly pretty good, and he fucking doesn't make any money, so it doesn't get any better. He's still got time to prove that he can be even better. Right? Maybe his arm gets stronger or whatever. But right now, though, it's like there's no debate to be had about like it just doesn't get any better than this quarterback on this deal. He's I mean, think Trey Lance was making fucking nine million dollars. That that was one of the worst deals in the NFL. Wait, this guy's terrible, and you invested all this in him, and he can't play, and then you trade him, and now he's a third stringer. You could argue that your third string quarterback makes nine million dollars. You could argue that's the worst deal in the NFL. Purdy's the best. Trey Lance might have been one of the worst. At least you get guys like, yeah, this guy's overrated or whatever. He fucking plays. He sweats on the field. Yeah, Chase Young still makes tackles, right? Even if you think, well, he's not a guy you're going to want to resign. Still, like, runs into the offensive line and tires him out. He's one of the 11. (laughs) Kind of. The one play you forwarded me of, like, his effort running across the field was. uh, Yeah, not ideal. But, you know, he made some other plays, made some other tackles. What if that was full effort for him? Nobody's perfect. He thought the guy was going out of bounds. You know, I think it's. I think one's got to play more snaps. Probably easier for them to tell rap sheet because uh, any t- discussion about him coming back is safe to say that's not happening. Not happening. 
Yeah. Somebody I don't asked even me think today, he's going to have any value on the open market. No. Well, somebody asked me what if he was really cheap. And I was like, even then, I think the problem with him would be you already got the Chris. You tried to get the Chris Kacarek bump for him. It didn't happen. Right. So no. you would spend, let's say he was going to only cost you $3 million. You'd spend that $3 million on somebody else that could, that maybe, maybe could you could get the Chris Kacarek bump for. Right. Because this guy clearly isn't getting the Chris Kacarek bump. Yeah, I mean, one thing's clear with their defense. I heard Kyle say this, and I didn't even—I kind of forgot about this guy. But obviously, he's in because he's been injured for a couple of weeks, and now he's on injury reserve. Is Cleveland Farrell? Yeah, it's just a better. It's just a better player. Yeah, right. He, well, he's definitely he better against the for run. A reason. <laughs> yeah, and you see the dude on the Chiefs, Amenahu, tore his ACL. Like that sucks. Probably that be a cool suck. moment for him playing against his former team who resurrected his career. Kind of sneaky <laughs> win for the Niners. I mean, that guy's just a solid player. Like the yeah, Niners man. missed these that kind of random group. They would they would trade Chase Young for that random trio of like the Clelands, the Omenahus, the Will, like kind of that group. Ebercam. Oh my God. And that's the Hyder, problem. Jerry Hyder, right? I think he they got him back and remember he kind of sucked. Yeah, it was the old Kerry Hyder. DJ yeah. Jones. They they just miss. This is Casera gets these guys paid and you can't keep them. And this is their offense kind of does that to the third wide receiver. Like what was Kendrick Bourne going to do? Turn down $15 million from the Patriots? Right. What's Juwan Jennings going to do? Like, You can't keep Ayuk. If they do sign Ayuk this offseason, Juwan Jennings is 100%. His long-term future with the Niners is just completely over. Right? If, if someone offers them several yeah. million dollars yeah. on the open market, like they yeah. can't. Arden Key. A man who had seven and a half sacks this year. I, he's good. I yeah. mean, that's... It's a big loss I'm, for them. I'm a sucker for that guy on a new team playing his old team and huge spots. Just kind of cool. You know, everyone hugs pregame. They really like each other. I always, I just, that's, I got, I'm a little bit of a sap for that moment. Uh, who did I see? Uh, e- e- Emmanuel Mosley was on the field before. He's a lion, but he's on IR. Remember, he got hurt. Exactly. He played in that game. You know, like, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson or whatever he's like yeah. on the Lakers and then like Steph and Draymond they all see him you know it's just that that moment of you've been through the battles with someone you respect them even though like Trent Williams hugs the guy even though one guy's a 20 million dollar Hall of Famer the other guy's like a two million dollar player but just respected mm-hmm. I, I always I like that moment in sports yeah uh who did I see it, it doesn't speak like think about uh Amenahu the Chiefs like him they kind of value similar guys. Well, Mo- Mooney Ward against the Chiefs. How about that? McKinnon. I mean, Andy's How had Mo- him. Mooney Ward. Years. Oh, yeah, McKinnon. Yeah. That's a, that's more a Kyle guy, but yeah. But Andy it ain't an Andy guy. I mean, Andy's had him since Kyle got they, – they, physically, they view football. How much do you think Kyle would like like the way their DBs hit? That's the one thing that stands out to me with the Chiefs, like all their DBs tackle hard. I just think their mentality – you know, and Andy – you know, always was known like opposite, right? Like Kyle's a runner, Andy's a passer, even though Andy, uh, you know, they've gone 24, 15, and 24 with Pacheco the last three games. And 15, uh, two weeks ago, they were down a lot in that Bills game, so they were kind of forced to pass. But the two games they had leads on, they, they ran for, you know, almost 25 carries each game with Isaiah Pacheco alone. But, I, I, you know, he's a lineman, tough guy. His teams in Philly were just Jim Johnson physical. I would say his team now is Spags, very physical, I think fundamentally they have a lot in common, both offensive guys that are just thinking about offense and the quarterback a lot. I think Andy's definitely more inclined 
he kind of likes the tradey guy more like at his core, right? Donovan to Michael Vick to Mahomes, but Andy loved fucking Alex Smith, loved him. And I would have met that and that version of Alex Smith, Kyle would have liked a lot too, right? Yep. Kyle would have been really good with him. Well, I mean, Andy, what? They both, you know, Andy yeah. was really good with him. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With Butcherbox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. Butcherbox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with Butcherbox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball too. I've got some season long, more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet's smart money podcast nerd wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world the nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the cowboys in the playoffs planning your tax bill so you don't dread april every year and saving on travel, vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, 
you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. And you can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I saw a, uh, who's the, who's the, who's the guy, the funny guy with Lebetard? Stu Gatz. Stu Gatz. Yeah. Did you see that clip of him going around the other day? No. It was like, he's like still, you know, basically he was like, this is my worst take. He was basically like, how do you get rid of Alex Smith? He just won 14 games. <laughs> This is gonna go down as awful, you know. He wore he wore it. He wore it, but I think um, it's I have less of a problem. I know like old takes exposed and all the gutter rats on Twitter and stuff, those type takes. At the time when you make a take, you don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, not in a million years you would have thought this. I would also say it's not like they were redshirting a guy that everyone had seen, like USC, Texas, or Alabama. Like I, I'd probably take the risk. I mean, he was. I think he's one of the all-time unknown. Even Deshaun Watson, when Cleveland traded for him, or I guess Cleveland, it was the Texans traded for him. Yeah, we had seen Deshaun Watson for two years in the biggest moments, winning natties. You're like, this fucking kid. Keep Jesus, he's got a chance to be pretty good. I, I don't ever remember watching Patrick Mahomes in college, unless he was part of the one Arizona State game that was like seventy-eight to seventy. I, I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Arizona State have a running back that had six or seven touchdowns in that game? Yeah, uh, it was not Eno Benjamin. It was uh, Kay- maybe Kalen Balage. Yeah, it was that guy. Yeah. Didn't he have? I, I'm pretty sure six. Does that sound I, correct? I seven actually. Yeah, it's, it was definitely at least six. It might. That game going to overtime. I mean, I, I. You would think that it had to have, but I think the final score was like seventy-two to sixty-five. Does that sound correct? Uh, ASU Texas Tech would have been probably two thousand. 16, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. 17? Is it 5245? No, not that one. That might have been it. So Kalen Bellage, one touchdown was not that game. So that must have been the return game. Here we go. September 10, 2016, 6855. Mahomes, 538 uh, of 53, not 540 bad. yards, 
five touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Kalen Balazs, it was 13 carries, seven touchdowns. How many yards? 137. He scored seven. Manny Wilkins, 28-37, 351, uh, two touchdowns passing. Nikhil Harry, six for 72 in the game. No catch. Uh, I don't th- uh, I don't think Ayuk was on the team that year. Anybody on the uh, anybody else here in this game? I I do think Mahomes. Oh, Zan Gonzalez made a field goal. <laughs> he was a former Niner. Had one of the most underrated college careers of just no one paying attention. Very like eighties nineties where if you just weren't on TV. But this was a time where everyone was on TV, but no one. And in a day and age when everyone's blowing quarterbacks, like you got to keep an eye on this. Guy at North Carolina. I know. Like, I know. Keep, an, keep an eye on this guy at Wazoo. You know, that one was just kind of, oh, I got I to check out this Cam Ward guy. Oh, I got to, this uh, Minnesota's got a guy that Mel Kuyper said might go in the second round. I don't ever remember hearing the fucking kid's name, ever. I just remember it as like, um, uh, 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 his, what's his dad? Is his dad Pat? Pat Mahomes? I've forgotten now. Is it? I don't know if this was uh I just remember count. it was like, oh, the pitcher, the pitcher's got a kid. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. I love that Patrick doesn't go by junior, by the way. I hope this was a real quote. I doubt it was now thinking about it when someone asked uh, his dad if he was going to sit in the suite with uh, Taylor and Brittany. He said, I hope not. But I, it might have been one of those like fake, you know, fake accounts. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, uh, I, del- I didn't end up posting this. I don't think I don't know. Maybe I deleted it. Where where to go? I saw I was rewatching the game yesterday, the not the just the TV copy of the game. And I found this photo <laughs> of they come back from break and they're showing you don't even they don't say like there's the Purdy's. They just like here's the crowd and it's Purdy's mom. The Niners had just tied the game. The place is going ape shit. Everybody's on their feet <laughs> except for except for Purdy's dad. He's just sitting there, you know, and he's just I can't even imagine, John, the roller coaster that that guy he just needed a, he just needed a minute, you know, because they say leave him alone. Maybe you told me that, or there was an article the other day that was like leave. Everyone knows like if you I come to the Purdy's during like while they're watching another game, like just kind of leave Dad alone. Um, and uh, so I believe like I I don't if the, if was Pat he a Mahomes big leaguer or was that Goff's dad? Well, Pat Mahomes' dad was a big leaguer. Goff's dad did he get to the big leagues? But he's he definitely was catcher, a baseball player, minor leaguer. Yeah, yeah. Do but I he, just think Purdy's Mahomes, dad looks like one? Purdy's dad did not get to the big leagues, but he played on a double A team that was like pretty stacked with like. Okay, so he doesn't just look like one. He is a former baseball player. Yeah, f- former minor league baseball player. Yeah, and, and where's the hat? I feel like, like he's a catcher. Yeah, no, he, I think he, he was an infielder. Okay. Um, I think Chubba was like they had the brothers were there too. It felt like right had to have been. You see, Chubba's not or Chuba is not going to San Jose State anymore once he left Nevada. Yeah, I did see that. So yeah. maybe it truly wasn't about being by the brothers going to the best option. Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, that was a pretty good place to go. I don't know who Nevada must Nevada hired a new coach. I don't know who it is. I don't know who their new coach is, but falling on hard times. Yeah, it's it's about as tough as it gets right now. Um, Basketball team, I think, is rolling because Maria's brother lives in Reno. She, she, oh, the former Boise State guy? Yeah. Is the head coach in Nevada? Sean Purdy was a pitcher. Uh, head coach in Nevada, yeah. Uh, Maria's brother, who lives in Reno, is like a season ticket holder now to the basketball team. Oh. During Christmas, he's like, oh, they're fucking 12-1. and one. They're sweet. They were awesome. 
I think they're really good. I think are they building a new bat? I think they might be building a new basketball facility they too. They're not just. He just said they were fun to watch. Like they fly around, they dunk. You can't even. I, I put the photo up on YouTube. You can't see him because he's sitting. He's just behind. Yeah. Look at the red arrow. Everybody else is just. That's the one thing I was watching the game again. You realize like football. I think it's because the angles and just how much is going on. Baseball is the best for just crowd shots of people freaking out nonstop because you can do like seven in a row because you got time. Football, it's hard to get the vibe. I mean, you get a little bit, but it's hard to really feel football, at least the NFL on TV sometimes, I think. Whereas like baseball, you can really feel like the stadium. They get these big shots of the crowds just throwing water bottles in the air and stuff. Well, because once the ball comes back to the pitcher, he does a lap around the thing. Like, exactly. The moment you get an incompletion, you're like, God, oh, it's already 30 seconds. These guys got to be back in the huddle. You got to yeah, get a play call in second and nine. Yeah, we're going, oh, my God, we got we got uh, 11 personnel. They got the two linebackers here. What are they doing? You know? I know. And you got you know, you know got Kyle doing this and because he's calling a play. You just got to. Too much going on. There's the, the amount that you have going on as a head coach who's a play caller and then just the Dan Campbells of the world. It's like a, it's got to be a completely different. How does Kyle or Sean McVay even have much in common with that guy's football experience on game day? He he can't. I mean, it's just because half the game, you're not only thinking the play call. You, you know, you hear these guys talk in the offseason, like the next play. Obviously, Kyle's king set plays up on run game for play action. It's like a chess game where Dan, where Dan's just you know. Like, you better be good at clock management if, if Fuck you can. yeah! <laughs> That's all you're doing. And in fairness to Dan, he was. Like, he got to the yeah. final spot with three timeouts, and even he said, I gambled and I lost. Gambled he, on the on running the ball? On the running the ball. But they, yeah. Sean McVay, who's gotten to that spot about seven times this year with one timeout, I give you credit if you have three timeouts under the two-minute warning. Like, you've done a good job managing yep. the second yep. half. Yep. Well, he, you know, they, and, and, and I thought I thought Dan Campbell – Kyle beat him, but there was an authenticity and a realness with admitting it of like, I gambled and I lost. I like Kyle a lot. He would never say that in a million years. He would <laughs> no. never utter he would never no. utter those words. No. Brock's family should get their own suite. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, they say the brain. Do you see the price of those things? The brain is, yeah, it's it's probably, I mean, it's his post-tax income, a suite. How much is a suite? Have you seen, is it 100000 I mean, 50000 for the year at Levi's? No, no, no. I, for the Super Bowl. I think it's eight. I heard on CNBC yesterday, like 85 grand. Yeah. So 85 grand. So the guy's making $500,000 take home. So that's almost, you know, it's like 17% of his annual salary he's going to pay out for a suite. I don't think he's making that much take home. Oh, yeah. He's making 400 probably. Yeah. Right. So that's, it's 20% almost. He's not buying them a suite. No. Uh, the brand, I was just thinking, I saw, I happened to read this today. I, I, I also think that it's just such a corporate event that it's, you know, Taylor's unique. She has unlimited money, but it's, it's not a lot of sweets. You know, the Manning occasionally, right. When his brother played in, you were talking about like the richest person in the NFL or the richest celebrity in America. Like most of these sweets are Coors Light draft. Like you go around, it's like this event is about stroking everyone that keeps the NFL rolling. Right. This is not you're not going to see a lot of families in suites. No. No. Player suites, basically. You might see a bunch of families in one suite. Yeah. Sharing. Right. Sharing. Um, the brain is two uh, percent of our body weight, but 20 percent. But it requires 20 percent of our our energy. So the brain takes a lot of energy to like run, you know. 
And so I just made me think of that when you said, you know, what what is Kyle doing versus what Dan Campbell's doing? The amount of effort, which maybe we don't give enough credit to like the Matt Nagy's of the world, right? Who Andy shouted out the other day. Like he is the offensive coordinator. You know, you would lo- I would kill to be on a headset and hear how the, 100% of the time the play, the play call doesn't come from the same guy. Like sometimes I remember talking to one of our buddies who's an offensive coach in the NFL. And he's like, he was an OC in college. And he's like, well, sometimes like I'll take a series, head coach will take a series. Because the head coach needs, he's got to do other stuff. So he can't do 100% of the calls. So I'll do like half of them. And he might chime in on a big fourth down or something. Um, doesn't, you that know, ain't, Kyle, Kyle. Kyle, <laughs> I think it's safe to say Kyle's doing 100% of the calls. But it's also why he and I think Sean McVay's doing 100% of the calls. Like I think Andy would be an example. Like if you told me, Something was going on with the guy. He went to talk to him. Nagy took over. Or Bien-Ami took like that happens. Yeah, Kyle and Sean McVay are not relinquishing that. Uh, and for example, th- the thing with Dan Campbell, what he said was, "I told him to do it." Like I, it was on me. He said, I said run, "Run the ball." Run the ball. Yeah. He said, "Run the fucking ball." And he's like, "I thought we were gonna walk in." And then you know, we it's all coaches are always like, you know, we missed the block. <laughs> I mean, Dan, I haven't rewatched the play. It felt like seven Niners were in the backfield. I don't know yeah. if you missed. One block because I've I watched the Niners get gashed all game. That was the first time three it felt like three red jerseys were penetrating the line of scrimmage. He had nowhere to go. But I, I do as someone who just yearned for the guy to be like, Yeah, I wish I could have that play over. Not even smiling. Like, yeah, I wish I could have that play over. It was it was very refreshing to be like yeah again I, I said I told Ben to run the ball and I gambled and I lost even yeah, if Kyle, even if Kyle that. had said after Purdy got hurt last year even if he'd said you know you win some you lose some that would have been more of an admitting like that even that would have been more than like no it was the right thing to do no well, right thing to do motherfuckers I would do it again and I, I don't get, dwelly schmelly or well gets the ball out on ball. time then it doesn't happen that's what he's basically said he's like the ball's got to come out. <laughs> Um, I wonder if once you once you win, you even really criticize. Like, if you look at Chiefs fans, like over the course of a couple of years, are they ever like, "God damn it, Andy," or just like, "Oh, this is okay." It's like it, whatever. It Raiders feels just like Kyle is much more <laughs> in the ringer at week to week than uh, than most other NFL coaches, doesn't it? Yeah. Part of probably when you haven't won at all. And this is, you know, when you're the coach of the Lakers, coach of the Yankees, like it does feel like no one gives a shit about managers anymore in baseball, for example. Right? Like, yeah, everyone, you know, it's like, well, yeah, Kapler sucks, but he's making 750 grand, like whatever. It does feel like just loosely following baseball and social media, like Boone is under the gun a lot. It's yeah. pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, his GM's just, under the gun every year, too. Yeah, it just, it just, that's why Howie's buddies with him. They can relate. In fairness, like how he's not joking, like he's they, that, that pressure in Philly is the same shit, right? I, I do think Kyle, part of being the head coach of the Niners and being good, comes with like a lot of people are paying attention. Uh, I lost a, our buddy uh, Ryan McGrady was in the chat. He said that Jed quote is a it's a Bill Walsh quote. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Walsh quote all kinds of Bill Walsh's thing was like Bill Walsh. One of his things in his book is like the six lessons I learned from George Patton. And one of them was like, the general should be on the front line with his troops. Like, well, okay, how does an NFL coach do that? <laughs> Go get him, Ronnie. 
Ronnie, I, I'm with you, man. I'd cut off that pinky. Yeah, yeah, if it was me, yeah. I would do the same thing. Yeah, Ronnie, if it was me, I would definitely lower my head and take this guy's sternum out. I would play, Debo. That's just me, but I would play. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. I'm right here with you. Uh, Wal- Walsh was a big like boxing guy, wasn't he? Like a big Walsh and G- uh, Jack Harbaugh love using boxing as metaphors for life and football. It, it used to be like the sport. I think you could it used to be a everything. big deal. Yeah, if you're yeah. their age, Walsh a little older than Jack probably, but obviously long gone. But I would imagine Bill Walsh would be a hundred. Uh, how old do you think Bill Walsh would be today? I'd guess Walsh would be like uh, ninety-two. 88. You're pretty, yeah, you're pretty damn close. He was born in 31, so yeah, he would be 100 here in seven years. So yeah, I'd be yeah. early 90s. Because he died kind of young, youngish, right? How old was yeah, he? Yeah, he died. He died at 75 years old. So he yeah. wasn't. It's not like he was 88 when he passed away. Yeah. Um, I don't. We've talked about this. I don't think we actually said the number. The Niners game did 56.3 million. Peaked at 58.9. So peaked at like 59. Uh, and the Chiefs game with the uh, the Chiefs game did fifty five and a half, fifty five and a half, which you know kind of flies in the in the face of the theory that Taylor Swift is bringing viewers to football. I think maybe she's bringing attention other places, but in terms of like NFL ratings, I don't know. Maybe she is. Um, think, think about those brands, though. I mean, Kansas City and Baltimore aren't exactly New York and Chicago, so the the NFC has always like. Why they say Fox had one of the great moves in the history of the league is they got the NFC. Yeah. It has New York, Philly, Dallas, the 49ers. Now it's added LA. It also gives uh, you West Coast primetime times. The Packers. Right. I, the I NFC gave that, you more West. I mean, the AFC does too, but like this matchup, it's a, it's a primetime ga- game as opposed to the other game. Yeah. And Sunday Night Football is bigger than, you know, the afternoon games, right? Nights are just bigger than days for the most part. Yeah. But I think if you could choose, the AFC has better quarterbacks, not debatable. Look at that game. I mean, yeah. how many MVPs between the two of those guys? Now four. Uh, they're both making combined $700 million or whatever. Two of the best players. I mean, just in terms of skill levels you've ever seen in the NFL. And it was really the Niners are about the franchise, the brand being sweet, replace players. But whether it's Willis and Frank Gore or now Debo and Fred, it's just – that brand is the the Niners brand. Sounds like I'm sucking them off, but it truly of the four teams was dramatically bigger than everything. Like yeah. Ultimately, the Chiefs brand is it the Chiefs brand or is it Mahomes? I'm not saying the Chiefs are small, but because they've they've been good well, are, in our are, lifetime. The Chiefs are, are, the, would you say the T, the Chiefs are undeniably a top ten NFL brand in the last six years? Now they've probably elevated into a top five. Right with Patrick. Yeah, I just mean just as a franchise. Like they're they're if you did like a franchise NFL draft, as long know, as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are there, yes, they would go very high. But it's yeah. like I, I would view the Warriors as similar, right? Like if I if Steph Curry disappears tomorrow and it's Jonathan Kaminga and Moody, like I, I'm sorry, you're just I, not the Lakers and the Celtics. My question is not about is not Mahomes specific. I'm just asking in the history of the NFL, are they a top ten most relevant franchise? Probably not. And it's hard to pick. Like the Cowboys are, the Niners are, uh, Raiders top ten. They'd have a claim to fame. They're more famous, I would say, than the Chiefs. 
over the course of 50 years. Doesn't it feel that way? Yes, it does. I mean, the guy that ran their franchise also was their owner is got to be one of the most famous guys. If you just do the list of most famous guys in the history of the league, like Al's above anyone, Lamar Hunt, right? Yep. I mean, the Broncos had Elway. Lamar's name's on the trophy, but Al's a bigger name. I feel like Denver would get drafted ahead of Kansas City. Chicago? They would. They I mean, think be, about the Bears the city, of the, well, yeah. the Bears of the 80s, I mean, were are still like legendary teams, right? As a kid, you know, when you started like playing high school football or whatever, and you just like coaches talk about tough, like Butkus just got set. Well, just the 85 Bears <laughs> get set all the time. The people have but no I, idea. But, what but I even mean going back to like Gale Sayers and fucking Butkus back in, I don't even know what year. This is talking like the 60s. Or, you, you just know, knew the name. They get, the name was is Dick Butkus. You, you knew the name. I think he is like, I don't want to say Babe Ruth, but like just in football, what it stood for pre all the rules for CTE, it was just a synonymous, like, you just want to play like fucking Dick Butkus. I, so, yeah, I'd put yeah. the Bears. The Bears yeah. would be high. Yeah. Uh, like see, like a team like Seattle would be bottom 10. Right. right? Yep. Tampa, Arizona. Arizona, Not, bottom And you'd five. even have, you might have to take out like teams who were expansion teams in the last 30 years, right? You have to take exactly. out. Like, yeah. Col- Colts? Where do the Colts fit? I, I think because of Peyton and then way back in the day, uh, Johnny Unitas, is that Baltimore Colts? It's hard because some of these teams. Yeah, right, but they were a big deal in Baltimore. Yeah. White, uh, White Tittle. I mean, the Niners go way back. So, yeah. I mean, the Niners are easily a top five. To me, it's like the Cowboys, the Niners, the Steelers, the Packers, Jets. No. Jets and Giants. Uh, the, the Giants are higher than the Jets. Like even the Patriots. Namath. Like are the Patriots? We're, we're no. gonna find out. No, I, but I'm saying like that 20 year span, they became the Yankees, the Lakers, or whatever because of the two guys. Yeah. There's a chance that they become now the fucking Tennessee Titans, right? Kind of out of sight, out of mind, shitty for a while. Like if you were a betting man, I said you got to put a thousand dollars. The next five years. Are they in the mix and relevant and big part of the league? Or are they more likely to be the Titans or the, you know, the Atlanta Falcons or whatever? Far more likely. Yeah. You wouldn't even hesitate where you put your money. Which can happen. Any team that sucks is a little out of sight, out of mind, right? Because you're just not in the afternoon, the night games. You get the one. Once you establish you suck, you just get the one minimum, usually like primetime game. And even now. Like, what was the deal this year? Some teams played the Niners. They played multiple Thursday night games. So you're not even guaranteed that anymore. Like next year, the Carolina Panthers. I would venture to say they don't get a Thursday night game. Right? Because remember, they wanted to like take care of Amazon. Like this year, the Steelers got a couple more. The Niners got a couple. I think the Eagles played two. Cowboys. You know, you just... this Now, the business is so big, I can't just totally fuck you. Uh, yeah, we we we. Th- there is no partner that will just take our poop, right? We have to no. service service our partners, like a scout team. Uh, Alex Smith was on. I love with the service team. We got to service the starters, John. Uh, Alex Smith on Adam Schefter's podcast. Take a listen. Forty Nine er defense doesn't do a lot. They don't present a lot of volume. Um, I, I think he. They're going to be in for it. The, the only chance I think the Niners have to win is a little bit of a shootout. And again. This Chiefs defense just continues to elevate their game. 
they're going to be in for it. Doesn't I, I don't love they're going to be in for it when it comes like the Niners offense. They're going to be in for it or the Niners uh, defense. They're going to be in for it. I don't I don't love that. Analysis. Love this guy. Love him. A ton of respect. I've, I've met him one time at the Raider game. Matt Nagy introduced me. He's biased on this one. He, he's rooting for the Chiefs. Andy's his guy. Nagy's his guy. Mahomes is like he's a chief. He's not like and again, I'm not. I'm biased. Most things I do. He's he's biased on this. He's rooting for the Chiefs. He has an agenda here for the Chiefs. Shootout. The, the Chiefs don't shoot out. They don't score many points. Like he's rooting for, and I don't blame him. Like I, I would do. Andy Reid fucking likes me. Changed my life, right? Like put me on like respect. Not rooting Kyle Shanahan, John Lane. He doesn't fucking he doesn't care about those guys. The 49er team. I just want that. Like he's rooting for the Chiefs. Rightfully so, he should. But it's like, let's not act like he's a. I don't even think the independent, unbiased journalist really exists anymore. But that's another conversation. He's not that. This like he's he's got a rooting interest here. Because w- Google the Chiefs tour. Like, who, who do they shootout? Like they don't they don't do shootouts. It's not this. Uh, that's the team that they played in twenty. I don't have they scored more than thirty points once all season. Have the Kansas City Chiefs scored more than thirty? Uh. One, two, three times. Bears, Chargers, Raiders. <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't have and, – and since since they beat the Raiders 31-17. On November 26th. They have not scored over 30 in a lot of – couple teens, couple 20s. I'm going the wrong way. Uh, I've got – no, they, they've scored – I can tell you. They go 19-17, 27-14 – 25-13, although that was – did Mahomes play Week 18? Did those guys, no, they he did, did, no, he did, he did not. Okay, he so take not. that game out. Um, and then the and then the playoffs, they haven't done it. And in fairness, like Baltimore is an elite defense. So the 17 points, like I, I don't necessarily hold that. Like that's against them. 26 but, in, the, in the Buffalo attempts was pretty impressive. Also, right. Again, I'm not acting like I'm not trying to dispel this squad here. But if you watch the Jordan documentary, when you got Jordan and Pippen in like 93, they they were the cream of the crop athletes. When you played them in like 97, 98, they played differently. They were still great and they still were winners and they were going to win. But their style was a lot different than like that 49er team that lost to them in, you know, January or February of 2020, that that team to me was dramatically, or excuse me, the Chiefs team offensively was dramatically different than what the Niners are saying. Like that was, you know, at the time, a lot of people were saying like, this is some of the best offensive stretches we've ever seen. Tyreek in the peak of his powers, you know, young Conley, Kelsey Young, elite. I mean, it was just it felt like the greatest show on turf with those three, like Mahomes, the, the receiver, and the tight end. This team is, for a lot of the year, Travis was old. Now, my take on Travis is he's got a little like Scotty Pippen to him. You know, it's like, Scotty's got a bad back. Scotty's, when they fucking needed him, him and my, like he showed up for Michael. Like, Kel, you know, Mahomes needs him. He's fucking there. Hand you see hand. his route. Somebody posted his route tree from the game, and it's just like half of them are routes, and half of them are just like him fucking running all over the place. And catching balls from Mahomes, like they're just an elite two-on-two team, right? To your um, point on hoop basketball, 
dominant. I mean, he shattered Jerry's record or whatever, but he's just, he's dominant. I mean, he had 11 for 116 against the Ravens, who literally are built to slow down a tight end with two elite linebackers, one elite linebacker, another solid guy, and a and a safety who's 6'4". And he destroyed them early, too. It was like, I'm going to kick you while you're down, guys. That's yeah, the one thing that they can't, like, they kind of had this, we're here to beat you, and they folded the Niners do have like not folding them like the Ravens. So they, they can sustain a body blow. If you tell me the Chiefs, you know, the Niners are going to, if they win the toss, right, turn it down for the second half. Chiefs might too. So, that, I mean, there's a chance. Let's just assume that somehow, however it works out, the Chiefs start with the ball and they drive and score. We've learned enough these last two weeks. It's not over. Well, I think, the you know, the Ravens, when it kind of, they were just shell shocked when they took the first blow. Yeah. Well, and then they started. Their quarterback made mistakes in crunch time, that right? Like that, like multiple. And I'll say this for for Lamar: Who does he have to lean on on that offense? Like Mahomes has Kelsey. Purdy's got guys. L- who does Lamar have to lean on in that offense? Especially if you're not going to run the ball, which they didn't run the ball, so they had nobody to lean on. Like Odell. the one thing, who. Uh, Odell? Odell? <laughs> so you said Odell? Well, I'm just saying like that. Are you talking veteran players or are you talking? I'm saying like, who can he go? Who can help him? Yeah. Like really help him in crunch time. That's done it before. That's been through the wars with him. He doesn't have a guy right now. Mark Andrews was, just came back from fucking yeah. getting his leg blown off. So, you know, and the other thing this week or next week, this is the best offensive coach that Spagnuolo is facing in the postseason, right? This is. He he went up against Todd Monken. He went up against Joe Brady. He went up against Mike McDaniel, but that was, you know, minus seven degrees for the Dolphins. They had no they had no chance in that game. So this is, I think, the stiffest test that Spags is facing in this postseason. Yeah. Even though L- Lamar is a stiff test in his own way, but just in terms of the guy that he's facing, the would Kyle Shanahan have run the ball six times? or nine times with his running back last week, if he was the Ravens head coach, not a chance in hell, right? One one carry at half. They had one running back carry, or even including Yeah, Gus Lamar. Edwards had one carry. Lamar had the one run that went for like 20 yards, and they never went back to, to it. I had Lamar over 70 yards, decent amount of money. I was like, what, run this fucking, do you guys just watch Josh Allen? And they refused to do it. Yeah. Purdy might have some, you know, Willie Gay hurt his neck. He was out last week. I bet no. he's out. And he's a big like run around linebacker, so yeah, they're, I mean, they're going to run on these guys for sure. Come from behind, Niners are just the cardiac kids, John. <laughs> cardiac kids. You're saying that Alex Smith is like the RG three of picking against Shanahan. Now that's what. No, no. Alex clearly likes Purdy and the Niners, like he does. Yeah, this is less about, about Shanahan and the Niners. This is like Andy is Alex's guy. Kyle gonna like come the out moment, throwing the, the ball. The, mo- the moment Jim Wally pipped him for Colin, Andy was fucking staring down. How, you want two twos? And I'll break you off some money. And I'll I'll build this thing for like years. It wasn't like, you know, they had a couple year run. He was like a five year starting quarterback for like a half a decade. Rattling off double digit wins going up against Rivers and Peyton Manning. I mean, Andy, he loves Andy. 
rightfully so. Again, like it's he's biased. He's biased. This is not some shootout team. No, but I think he sees so I think he sees Patrick Mahomes and just thinks at any time it can become a shootout because of that guy. I think that's what I think that's how he sees it, right? Um, if the game's in the teens, like are they keeping the Chiefs in the teens? Like if I told you that the Chiefs score 17 points, if Kyle doesn't win, it's beyond devastating for him and Purdy. Yeah. Like it's just I, there's no way around it. Yeah. Zero. Because it's like, okay, Christian is getting stuffed. Like, okay, the quarterback, you got to be making some throws. You got enough weapons. So what's the number of points I give you on Kansas City where you start changing the way you think about it? Like 21? If I say 21? I would say, I would say once we get to the early 20s, I mean, I, I could see their defense, who I don't know, just played against Mahomes and Allen. Like, I, I don't think they're like uh, acting like pretty – they are going to respect them, but I mean, they just went up against two of the most physically gifted quarterbacks you and I have ever seen in our lives. So, it's, yeah. I mean, it's who individually can on the do road. things that on the road. So, I, I think they're going to feel pretty good, you know, just in terms of the quarterback. Now, the, the skill set around them, I mean, obviously, Debo back is a different animal. Ayuk's one of the best route runners, Kittle's a star, and Christian is, as long as just a stinger. Uh, the guy's like, yeah, he's just just a little stinger. You didn't come. You just you didn't put him back in the game. You gave one carry with. Well, did you see? I didn't. Did you? We didn't know this when we talked about the game that it was Christian said. I'm just not sure. He was basically like, I can't vouch for my ability to secure the football right now because of this stinger, and kind of took him, kind of took himself out. Which I actually think most times on the set on the yeah. after he scores or when he gets the one or whatever and he does the one and then they want to put him back. It's like yeah. I don't I wouldn't do that. Yeah, like which it, for some guys you'd be like, ah, does this guy not want the moment? With Christian, obviously we know Christian wants the moment, which is a pretty b- big thing to do. I think if you're, that's I thought that's a pretty telling thing about who Christian McCaffrey is. That he goes, guys, I can't guarantee you that I'm not going to fumble this ball based on the way my body feels. Like I just I'm not sure how my body's going to react. I think a lot of guys would have said that, don't you think? Yeah, I don't know, but that's pretty fucking impressive to do it. Uh, yeah, maybe you would. I probably would. Lucky you got another guy. Days. Good thing you've, okay. like, Mitchell stays warm, so. I don't know if I would have given it to him in that spot. Well, I, just I think, think I would have gone, gone Debo or check. I think. Yeah. I might have gone check and just be like, hey, when you get close, just hit the ground. You know, one of those. Yeah. Because Mitchell, like, ran right into the pile. I, I just, Mario Crystal Ball, you just you shout out know. to Elijah Mitchell. Tito's toast to Elijah Mitchell for staying ready, John. I mean, at any moment, Christian could land on his face and his shoulder, and every Mario bone Christ- in his back could break. <laughs> our, our guy Juice, by the way, he's got like there's a we can make a career, we can make a highlight tape probably from this year of Juice at like the one yard line, almost. And look, he always looks up at the video board to rewatch it, and like this week. They tried to give it to him, and he always smiles. He's always laughing. He's always like, God damn, that was because he knows that was my shot. Like, Kyle's not giving me another one, you know? He's always got a smile on his face when he watches that replay. I think Kristen's going to get some serious, like, good morning America. She's going to get a lot of pub next week. Next week's going to be big for her. Hey, shout out to the NFL for not suing her, John. You know, they she got her licensing deal done with the NFL today. It was announced. You know, I was thinking about this. The power of what she's doing is just incredible, but she kind of is an independent artist. So mm-hmm. it's not like she could ever make stuff at scale in the sense that, like, how many people can do what she does? 
it's one of those like you're Pablo Picasso. I can't just have 50 people painting like him. Like she's just, it's kind of unique, right? Well, so, you can, but I mean, like think about any Chanel or any of this major art house. Like eventually it's the vision of the original person and you got a person in charge. It's her vision. Who's the guy? Jeff Koons. You, have you ever seen those like uh, those balloons of like, like the balloon sculptures of dogs? Have you seen like they're very famous? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you, you know, but like this guy was on 60 Minutes a while ago and he's got like a team of fucking 100 people making shit for him. That is just like his vision, you know, so he's not he's his hands well, yeah, are not on it. It's you like you could computers. definitely do some like universal, like a Niners jacket, a Packers jacket or whatever. But like when, you know, Clay Thompson shows up, like people ask for specific stuff like the yeah. Hutchinson's jacket by the one actor or right. Taylor Swift. It'd be, you know, just I, I'm fascinated. I think you like you license, go. right? She does designs. You sell it for seventy five dollars, exactly, one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like the one that's on NFL.com that's available to Maria and Alyssa and everybody else. Yeah, it's yeah, seventy five yeah. bucks, whatever. And then if she wants, like Kristen can still make hers that go to Taylor Swift and like you know you give them to people, the handmade ones. Well, that one are, thing, uh, I, Colin and I talked about this. My theory is. One reason the NFL is feels like it's got gaining momentum and strong. They've always had guys. They've always had the fucking blue collar worker. They've always had the season ticket holder. They've always had the dude that played high school football. They've always had just people that like sports. I think women are watching football in record numbers right now. And this gets back to it's just ideally suited. It's easy for them to consume. Right, it's just the once a week thing. So it's not like, well, another basketball game's on, another baseball game's on. I, I just see it in my own life. I mean, my mom, who loves Andy Reid because fucking I worked for him, is the biggest bandwagon Chiefs fan these last like five years since Mahomes got around that you'll ever see. Like she's just actively she, she told me that I was unloyal and dishonest and a bad person for betting on the Baltimore Ravens. She was very, very taken back. She does not miss a snap. Old school. And I see it with my girlfriend and her mom and just all her like people, women are just watching football. And that's just not obviously they're not watching the NBA. And, you know, baseball is a little unique, but obviously the quantity is nowhere near because it does feel like women do watch baseball, especially older women that grew up in a generation. But it's, you know, well, the, go, I, going I, to baseball games is a very social event. Yeah. And I think that's the NFL. That's is a another very thing social thing is. to watch. It's a very yeah. social thing to watch. Uh, they've done for several years now, they do the ABC draft broadcast that is more like, you know, stories about the guys. You know what I mean? Like the kind of stuff that you're non-hardcore. Like, is he, oh, it's going to be a great nose for us. Can we get a nose tackle in the fifth round? Like, that's the ESPN broadcast. And on ABC, it's like, he lost his father when he was 12. Now his mother raised him, right? Like, they do two different broadcasts for the NFL draft. Like, that's a significant thing. The schedule makes it so easy that at some point you go, well... Uh, if you're going to sit here and watch this, maybe I'll watch it with you. And fantasy football, like office pool fantasy footballs include every, in fantasy football leagues include everybody. I remember seeing it when Alyssa got in a fantasy football league several years ago at work. All of a sudden she was like dialed in on. Stuff. How about this T Higgins cat? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, no. um, you know, you got that. They've had no mate. When you think about the NFL post like Ray Rice and, uh, you know, head trauma, uh, uh, Will Smith movie. They've had no real major. They think about like the baseball for years. What's ba baseball's been? We got to fix this game. It's too slow and boring. Basketball's been our best players never play. Like you don't know when they're playing. 
what what if football's issues like big picture Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson would be one like that was a big you know if you said on the line of scandal not a scandal I think Deflategate was good for football like that was a good scandal it made like Brady's return massive and you got like the Darth Vader you got this enemy Deshaun was bad that was a, that was a very bad one but for the most part the NFL like they banished him you know they just and, like okay, everyone was on the same page like what a scumbag what yeah, a and they were like he's he's out of the league for a year and then he'll come back beside Mogetta like great guy 230 million and Quincy Avery like I support his character it's like yeah no one else does so you, it's you guys have an agenda it's just such an emotional easy thing to watch too like oh my god that guy hit that guy really hard it's that doesn't take much I right? think their characters have become I I, I feel the end and they have the other thing sorry John I'd add the the ecosystem of football is great you have college football is part of your ecosystem it's college football is one of the most watched things in America it's second to the it's, NFL yeah and Jesse Palmer I'd say Jesse Palmer that's the other one <laughs> You, I, you know, Troy Aikman, 55, pretty good looking uh, dude. Yeah. I, well, Tony Romo was one that, like, was very popular. People are like, women, Alyssa was just, she's like, I like watching Tony. He's just yelling out the plays. You're right. So people are like, I don't know, Tony and Jim. She just likes watching Tony. He's just goofy. It's easy. So yeah. I interrupted you. You were saying something. No, I, I agree. It's just, I, I think human beings like big things. It's how shows get really big. Right when a show it, it happened a lot more when we were younger than now because there's million shows, but it was hard to not check out a show once everyone talked about it and then everyone was watching it, and like obviously these shows were good like from Cheers to Mash to Seinfeld to Sopranos, but it, it gains in momentum and you feel left out. I felt that way with Game of Thrones, even though I don't like that type shit. I just felt it was so big I have to watch. And it's rare. Like anytime that happens, I just dabble. Doesn't mean I'm going to like it, but I think a huge element of like, everyone's watching this, you know, yeah. everyone yeah. is like, it does that. The NBA has completely lost that. It's they had, when we were kids with Michael Jordan, it had a feel to that. Even baseball went through with the Yankees and Red Sox. Like it was a cultural, you know, sports moment. Th- those leagues don't bring that to the table anymore. You know, and football brings it in spades. It's like you got to watch it. It like breeds on itself. And then all the ancillary from fantasy to gambling to if you just go to a game, like there is an element as just a fan. I, I feel so many people from that I went to high school or college with that are just at the Niner game. Well, where, where a lot of their Instagram stories start at the tailgate, right? It's like barbecue in the background, mm-hmm. having a couple high noons or fucking beers. The game, the, the NFC Championship game was what, like three thirty? You're just there. It's just a, it's an event. There's no event like going to watch Giants Rockies, right? You, you gotta be like the World Series kind of becomes that or the playoffs. Well, you do if you go watch like a baseball game. You'll go to Momo's, right? You hang out for a while if it's a nice, you know. There is some of that with baseball, but not it on used the to scale. be bigger. It felt like it's diminished, but also just not on the scale. Like football is going to have yeah. twice as many people at its stadium, right? That's too forty percent more. Um, all right, so let's get what is the rating for 49ers Chiefs going to be? For reference, Chiefs Philly last year was 114 million people. It was the biggest Super Bowl by far in a long time. Strauss is a big believer in the out of home boost, so it's like inflated. You know, the old 105 is now the new 115, 120. Yeah, but even the year before, uh, Rams Bengals understandably was 99 million. 
uh, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, 95. This is with the out-of-home boost. Um, it's, yeah, I got one. I got 115. 115, 120. Yeah, so it'll be last year's play. It'll be bigger than the Eagles. 120 would be a very significant increase um, over last year, right? 114. I think the thing I think the thing to notice is what did the Peacock broadcast do? Like 29 million? 24. 24. 24 million on Peacock for a first round NFL game. Uh, that immediately made me think that they could get 75 million if they put the Super Bowl on Peacock. Like that number was huge, I thought. Guy, I think it'd be higher than that. Okay, higher. Like I just to me, like it would be bigger than people think to put the Super Bowl on Peacock. Is I do think point. the I, I do think the average person, uh definitely the average like media guy, the average person that's active on Twitter underestimates how popular Peacock is in terms of like with women and the shows that are on there. So how many men in their house have it through their wife or their girlfriend? Like I had it, I didn't even I know. think it's free with Xfinity. Yeah, but I'm not making a tw- I haven't even I I haven't even seen anybody guess what the Super Bowl would be on Peacock. I invented that question, John. But would it be would it be higher on if I told you that, like the Super Bowl is on Netflix? Like would they even yeah. be phased? Like who doesn't have Netflix? Uh well, I mean, historically, even now, like putting something on a broadcast channel is bigger than even another non-broadcast channel. I, I understand that, but I'm just saying like at this point in time. I think that old school mindset is only which is which is true, right? But like in five years, are more people going to watch Netflix than Channel Three? You know, NBC. Uh, I don't know. The baby, know. Like, bo- I, the baby, I, I the baby boomers were, are keeping those channels alive. No, I understand. Are, I I would have thought, I thought the Peacock number was the most eye opening streaming number, bigger than anything Amazon's done. Just, just in how quickly people adapted. It's not something that's been Amazon's on year two. That thing was just bam. Here's a game on Peacock, and it was 24 million people. I would say those playoffs. Uh, I guess I wasn't as shocked too because I the power of Peacock. How many people are going to have it? Playoff game now. Thursday night football is a lot of average shitty games. There's not as much urgency for that game. As yeah, there is. yeah. If I told you Peacock had a Sunday, like Peacock has. Instead of doing Sunday night football this week, week eight, let's just pick a random week, 2024. Sunday night football is not going to be on NBC. It's going to be on Peacock. I bet that number would be higher than Thursday night football of a good game. Yeah, right? yeah it would. Bill, and I Bills, think, Dolphins, or Chiefs fucking Broncos or something. Uh, the the I think they'd get back to their NBC broadcast number. Let's just say they put Sunday night football on Peacock permanently. I think it would take them two years max to get back to that, whatever they normally do. I think it'd get there f- pretty fast. Because you'd have this, nothing forces adoption like the NFL. Why, so uh, I'm going to say well, I'm the NFL is keeping broadcast broadcast alive. Like I, I, I'm a big believer in this. I think streaming. I think all these sports, like you know, when we're in ten, in when we're fifty, right, in 10, 12 years, I, I just don't think we're going to even remotely look at television the same. Think how much has changed in the last five years from you and I. Yeah, I, there's nothing you can tell it's me. It's happening about at the, rapid speed. There's nothing you can tell me. There's no prediction I think you can make about what the future of streaming looks like that I wouldn't go, okay, that's possible. Fast. And it's going to happen faster than we think. Do you think a Super Bowl is streamed by the time we're 50? Um, Exclusively streamed? I think there's a good chance. 
I don't know. I've never, I, I haven't really understood. I asked people in TV for years, like, how does ABC get so many more people than ESPN? They're like, well, there's still a lot of people who just, just have the bunny ears. It blows my mind that there's still some of that. But, yeah, I don't, uh, well, I'd be interested in, like, what does the Paramount Plus number do? Like, for people who have cut the cord, although those people still get broadcast channels. So, the Super Bowl is going to be on Paramount Plus also this year. Uh, oh, yeah. I got I got to call on the Gottlieb. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it for this. Thanks for hanging. Later. <laughs> See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.